0: I'm going to read to you today from uh, the Gospel of Mark, the 12th chapter. So I just want you to listen for what God may be saying to you today. As Jesus taught, he said, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and be greeted with respect in the marketplaces, to have the best seats in the synagogues and places of honor at banquets, they devour widows' houses, and for the sake of appearance, say long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. Then he sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins which are worth about a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all of those who are contributing to the treasury, for all of them have contributed out of their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. Here ends the reading. Besides being Sunday, does anybody know what today is? Veterans Day. Day. Also, in its very first, perhaps, permutation, what was it called? Armistice. Armistice. Wow, you guys are students of history. How many of you were there on Armistice Day? Raise your hand. Oh, yeah. A hundred years ago. A hundred years ago, Armistice Day. A hundred years ago, 1918. So I don't think I don't think we have anybody in here today. Now, I could be wrong. I don't guess ages very well. Yeah. Nineteen eighteen, Armistice Day. A day of celebrating the end of World War One. I don't know the exact numbers. Only about hundred thousand Americans, I think, well only I, I put that in quotes because one life is way too many, but something along the neighborhood, if I if I read my statistics correctly, about seven million civilians were killed in World War One. We know that about that many Jewish people were killed in World War Two. So you talk about scale, right? All of a sudden, just 20, 30 years later, we have this tremendous shift in scale of number of people killed in the war. And the cost, the cost of that. So many um, veterans, and most of the ones that, I, that I've gotten to talk to are, were World War II veterans. So many of them you know, went out of this sense of duty, they went because they felt it was the right thing to do, almost, almost as a compulsion, like, I, I have to do this. I have to protect what's going on, not only in my country, but what's happening around the world. These men and then women left the United States to go fight on foreign soil at great cost. They, they knew that the potential was the cost of their lives. But they were willing to give that for what they believed in. And so today, I think we, we ought to come with, with some remembrance and some reverence, even though I don't love that word, but I think it's a great word today, some reverence for the, for the fact that we are here today and potentially living the lives that we're able to be living because of many, many people who gave their lives. And we know in, in, in the congregation, we often talk about this, and, and and we sang a song last week called For All the Saints, about, about all those who've who've gone before us, who have given of their time and their talents and their resources in order for us to learn the faith, in order for us not only to, to learn and to to have a community to grow in, but to have also to have a place in which to do it. And we know, and I and you hear me preach all the time um, because we have this such a huge edifice here uh, that that the church is the people, it's not the building. That the, that the church building is is a tool for ministry. And I and Bill, thank you for what you talked about this morning. That was it was very powerful to me, reminding us of the of the. Of the usefulness of this facility and and how and how taking care of it is is for the mission. And it's supposed to help us live our faith out in the community. It is not to be a means of its own, just like Solomon was reminded. I love that was awesome. I just I'm still in awe of it, Bill. But there's a cost. And there's a cost in giving. There's an interesting thing that happens to us as human beings. Once we have something, even if it was given to us, after a certain amount of time, we think that it's ours, that we somehow earned it. And, and we are much more reluctant to give it away. I didn't test it with John Thomas, but I wonder if a week from now, if I'd have said to him, I want you to keep this gum for a week and then asked him to bring it back next week, one, how much would you left? Right, I mean, because I'd have been chewing the gum, you know, that'd be me. But, but two, would would it have been as easy for him to give it away? Because generally, as the studies have shown, we, as human beings, once we have something, we're we're very the longer we have it, we're 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 quite reluctant to to give it away. It's just a fascinating thing about us. But there is a cost to giving. Because it asks us to give up control. Like those who have served and who continue to serve in our military, they, they make a decision to give up control of their lives. They will be called up whenever it is time for them to be called up, and they will go or suffer the consequences. Many of those who did that back in the 100 years ago, you know, they, they, they didn't do it because it was a career. They did it because it was out of duty, out of an obligation. And now we've, in some ways, turned the military into a career. So there are different things that we, that we talk about there, but there's still this cost. And I'm not here to glorify wars. I'm not here to glorify death. But I am here to talk about what it means to be people who have this understanding and a gratitude for what we've been given. Because you and I, as people of faith, as as we read the scripture, starting with that story in Genesis about the creation, it reminds us that in the beginning, There was a formless void, and it was God's Word, it was God's Spirit that went over that formless void and brought everything into being, brought all things into being. And it's that Spirit, the Spirit of God that continues to sustain every living thing in the entire universe. That is is what we believe about our Creator God. And so then as we, as we come to meet that story and as we, and as we listen to it, if we really hear it, it can be humbling to realize that while yes, we have worked hard, yes, we have gone to school, we have studied, yes, we have, we have applied for jobs and we have given up we have given up things to keep those jobs and, and we continue to learn and to grow, but those opportunities come by God. That's what we believe. And so those of us who have been blessed with much abundance, then, and actually God calls all people to be givers, but for those of us who have, who can, who have been inordinately blessed in some ways, with family and with love and with grace and with resources, we are called even more so to be givers. To be those who seek to make it so that every other human being on the planet knows that they are valued and that they are valuable. To make it so that every single child that is born has an opportunity to learn and to grow, to develop skills, so that they might also then come into a community as a full and a valued partner in that community, able to give the gift of whatever their work is into that community. And that we are also those who are called to say to all people, there is a cost, there is a cost when you give up that control and you become a giver back into the community because you don't know. You don't know if you help this single person whether they're going to do what you want them to do with it or not. Right? I hear that all the time when we talk about helping people out. Like, well, is this going to make a difference? Are they going to get their act together? I don't know. I can't answer that question. But what I can answer is, we're going to do what we can. We're going to support them. We're going to call them along. We're we're not we're not just going to write checks, write checks, write checks, write checks, write checks. We're going to draw people into a relationship, which is harder than just writing the check. And we're going to seek to walk with them through the difficulty and the trial and the back and the forth. You've heard me talk about our recovery center quite a bit here. It's it's just it's it's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking to see these these amazing young people who have who have just who've gotten the hooks in them, you know? And they and they and they and they begin to start to get their life together. And then they make another bad choice. And they're right back where they started. It's heartbreaking. And it happens more often than not. But we continue to be there for them. To hold them accountable to the, to the to things we, they need to do if they're going to be part of the, the center. To help them get on a road to where they are independent people. Because that's their ultimate goal as well. They don't, they don't want to be relying on everybody else for everything. They want to be people who give back into their community. And that's one of the things that I love about the recovery community is ultimately one of the best things you can do as you build your recovery is help somebody else build theirs. I've written about this in my my blog a little bit about how the, the best way to find your joy, your happiness, your purpose is to help others find theirs. If you've struggled with something... And you've, and you've even if you're just down the road a few extra steps, find somebody who's struggling with it, help them along. It's a cost because you don't know what they're going to do. You don't know if it's going to get results in a very results-driven culture. But I'll tell you right now, it's going to be worth it. Because the stuff that costs us are the actions that mean the most. If we're just giving stuff away that we wouldn't miss, I mean, I don't know about you, but it seems that my shirt, that my shirts are like rabbits. Because like one day, I have five. A month later, there's like 15. 15. Did I buy new shirts? Apparently I did. (laughs) But the thing is, is then when I give those away, because I haven't worn them in six months, big deal, right? I I don't need them. I'm giving out of my abundance. I mean, yes, I hope it can bless somebody else. I hope it can help someone else. I hope that it can, you know, I I hope that it's good for somebody, right? But clearly... I didn't need more than five shirts. It doesn't really cost me much in the whole scheme of things. But especially when I give of my time, that's a real cost because all of us only have so much of it and we can choose what we give it to. That's the beauty of how God is so gracious to us, is as we, as we get a real sense of God's grace for us and giving us absolutely everything, we can begin to look at the opportunities that we have and we can begin to choose how we want to live into this vision that God is going to gather all people on God's holy mountain for this grand feast, that all of God's people are going to come together and everybody will be provided for and everybody will be in a full community, a feast for all the people. And as we live into that vision and as we do that, we can begin to make decisions that cost us. And so today, I just invite you to think about, again, where it is that God's calling you. I, I'm not here to tell you, what, what, it is, you know, what it is that you should give. I'm not here to tell you where, where you should put your time, your talents, and your resources. I mean, you are here, and, and, and for some reason, this congregation... Is part of your life somehow, or else you would be you'd be drinking coffee somewhere else. So I ask you to consider what, what that means to you. How is it that God is blessing you through the, through this congregation? How is it this congregation has helped you learn in different ways how to serve and how to give? How is it this congregation, um, in God's name, has has challenged you? How is it this congregation has been a part of your life when you've been hurting? Because there's a cost for all of that. And we're not just talking about dollars and cents. And the thing is, this God, this God who has given us everything, has given us everything. For God so loved the world, you knew I was going to get there eventually. That He gave His only Son so that all those might come to know him and might have life in his name. Not to condemn the world, but to save the world. There was a cost for God in giving. And God has given us everything. And so today, as we honor those who have gone before us, not just as people who have served in the military, who have given their lives that way, but as we honor those who have gone before us in the faith. You know, those mothers, those fathers, those aunties, those uncles, those cousins in the faith who have, who have brought us to this point. May we be overwhelmed with gratitude. And may we be willing to step into the cost of giving that one day there may be a feast for all people. Amen.